oh, hi, guys. Mm, look at these lovely big tits. Do you know what we are? We're fucking yeah. pod destroyers, aren't we, babe? Yeah, we're fucking pod destroyers. We're going to get that reality show and despunk and debrief those episodes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Joe. And I'm Josh. <laughs> Let's get going. Hello and welcome to the Despunk Debrief, a Slag Wars recap podcast. So, first of all, babes, how are you? Do you know what? I'm good. I did almost like a Christmas roast trial run. I did an entire Christmas roast, but with chicken instead of turkey. I did stuffing, cabbage, like honey roast carrots. I did like my own gravy, like the whole bit. Um, and the, the kitchen was an absolute disgusting mess this morning. Um, and I just felt like I'd had a Christmas dinner, but I had it, ended up eating at like nine o'clock. So I woke up at like five with sweats, like after having a nightmare, like I, like clearly some like Henry VIII gout moment. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I've just had like a, a midday bath. Um, and uh, yeah, like I feel, I feel refreshed. Um, I'm ready to get into it. I love that. That is so proactive. I've just, what I do, I'm such a lazy fucking slag. I get, um, <laughs> I get HelloFresh. So, so I do just, I? I, right. So oh I, my did, God. I didn't do the Christmas box because I'm a stingy little bitch, but <laughs> I've got on the Christmas week, they have like, a, they had like an option for like Christmassy things. So I did that. I've, I've ordered a nut roast for, for my, um, for my solo Christmas dinner because oh, I am being, I'm being, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being the martyr of the family and spending Christmas in my flat, but it's fine. It's only one year. Anyway, I am feeling crazy, but this show is my my guiding light. You know what, Josh? I was about 0.25 seconds into episode one and I just said, I have to do a recap podcast. I have to do it. So I put it out into the universe I put a message in a bottle and it wound up on your beautiful shores and you slid into my DMs and you were keen. I mean, it had to be done. This is a show that had to be relived, dissected. Like, I wanted to get into it. I mean, it's it's just so iconic. It needed it. It was, like, unexpectedly good. Like, the production quality... Mm. Uh, I'll get into it. Anyway, so let's just fucking do it because we did say we didn't want this to turn into a two-hour marathon but we did want the dolls to enjoy it and we think you will so let's just start with the name slag wars the next destroyer so first of all that's obviously a star wars reference i watched the star wars films as a kid didn't know what the fuck was going on but i get it but did you see that darth vader died yesterday connected i think so Oh my God, really? <laughs> Darth Vader I died. Mean, as one supreme rises, another falls. Like, I couldn't have put it better. Thank you. I knew it was connected and you just validated it. So episode one is called Slag on Arrival, which I just <laughs> think we're already off to a cracking start because that episode title is just perfect. I mean, that's the new we're all born naked and the rest is drag, like Slag on Arrival. Aren't we all slags on arrival? You know what? <laughs> So let's just get into it. First of all, we open with Lady Gaga, I mean Chase Icon, just <laughs> <laughs> dripping in diamonds. And she says, 
Ah, yes, the three genders, male, female, and cock destroyer. (laughs) What are your thoughts on Chase Icon being involved with this project? I mean, perfectly placed, like, to deliver on this because she also kind of rose to internet prominence kind of by chance and just gave the gays and girls everything that they needed and more. Um, In a kind of similar way, she's an internet sensation, so, like, she was ideal. She's just so fucking cool, and I already tweeted this, but whoever brought her onto this project is a genius, and I think a lot of people behind this project are geniuses. So let's establish what this is. The prize is <laughs> to become the next cock destroyer, but I think even Chase nods to this by saying, what does that even mean? So what is the <laughs> prize? It's not clear, is it? I mean, it's definitely just uh, to be part of in their orbit like i think it's literally to just drink in a bit of that cock destroyer magic you know get your moment in the sun um and you you like like the cock destroyers you kind of make a bit what you will so i really think any person in this process could be the next cock destroyer win or lose um or be a cock destroyer i don't think they'll be an ex but they they could be an ass sounds like a good enough prize to me i mean the the bbc drag race didn't even have a cash prize which gothy kendall shadily mentioned the other day stop <laughs> yeah she was like um, english people stop saying y'all and she was like and they were like stop not winning and she was like there was no point there was no prize. i was like okay did anyone even watch the wow presents series i didn't did you see it did, did the vivian did no I did not see it. I'm I'm uh, rambling as per usual. So Chase Icon just gives a little backstory of who the cock destroyers are and how they rose to fame. Um, and then she ends with let's start the slag wars and then put some goggles on and is about to smash some cockerels to pieces. And I don't know, I just love that little touch. I just, I'm so in love with this show already. So then we see the slag house. It's like I put Love Island Wiltshire <laughs> I was wondering where in the British countryside is that? I am dying to know where it is. First of all, I I, I really kind of like it. Um, and it's also right next to a busy main road, which I find <laughs> hilarious. Um, I like to think it's in Wiltshire because it just brings me closer to, to the action. Because uh, as you know, I'm having a bit of a nightmare today because as you know, I live in Bristol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your Sophie is unmatched undefeated and every time it fully brings me fucking joy uh jack china has entered the chat i think he rules the uh, the oh. sophie anderson impression true actually true so yeah it's very love island it's got the neon like um visual effects and then I mean, were you expecting like i have to say like that house was like on point i like slag house oh oh like oh delivered. can we talk about the theme tune slag house what slag wars whoa we're the ones you want to know <laughs> <laughs> i loved it so i did point out there's a neon sign in the living room that says hell is empty and the de- and all the devils are shakespeare's bees or something <laughs> I mean profound. (laughs) It's totally profound. Let's meet the guests. They all come in to this gravel car park. Um, First of all, we see Nikki Monet. 
Um, so thoughts on Nikki in her confessional, she, she says, I am 20 years old. I, I'm like, okay, sit down, you know, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Anyone who's in their twenties doesn't get to be like, oh, I'm so old. I'm not going to say how old I am. Um, she walks into the driveway in a backpack. What do we think about Nikki Monet? I mean, for me, I like, this is a stan account. Like I'm obsessed with just like, I'm just hopped off a flight. She's in a sweat. Like she's she's having a easy moment, like <laughs> very that you know. She, I think she's literally just come from Heathrow, and um, I, I kind of respect that. Let's just no, let's not waste any time. There's no night in a travel lodge beforehand. Let's just go straight to it. Straight in, which I'm sure she's about. <laughs> Battle through that um, jet lag. Um, she goes. I actually know Sophie and Rebecca. I was like, okay, you and everyone else whose tweet has been liked by like Sophie. <laughs> Literally every gay. Like, well, we are close personal friends. Um, that one time I saw them at heaven. Okay, Liam <laughs> Lambrini. So <laughs> Chase says, uh, let's destroy cocks, Nikki, not eardrums. I live for her commentary. It's so good. I mean, those ad libs, like it's just that that kind of drawl over the top, that vocal fry just like gives me life. Inject it directly into my veins. Kevin, cute and nice. I like Kevin. What are your thoughts? I love Kevin. Like, you know what? Like Kevin has a, like Kevin's here to prove you do not need to be showing hole on OnlyFans to be a cock destroyer. Like you can like not necessarily be working like a sex worker to be a cock destroyer. I like that there was some Scottish representation. Um, seems like a cute guy. He seems like the kind of guy you would see who's like in Gran Canaria. He's sunburned. He's like having a time of it. Um, sunburned! So he kind of gives me that energy. Um, but again, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I like him. Seems nice. Like Kevin a lot. Um, Tyrese, I've put big Josh Willis energy. I mean, they are a bundle of fun. They are they are good to go they are happy to be there which is very (laughs) i'm just happy to be here um but yeah no they seem really sweet and yeah i'm definitely rooting for them and they're the dancing diva of the season so yeah anyone that throws puss i'm all for big fan of tyrese gustavo i don't have much to say just because i don't we're gonna get to it later but i don't like how he's always eating in his confessionals and with his mouth full i think it's gross um i don't get it it's like a running bit that's not even explained what are your thoughts on gustavo yeah do you know what i mean for me like i it was the first one where i was like okay um like i was kind of i was here for it definitely i put latin lover yeah, like the eating, the eating in the confessional bit, I'll be honest with you. Like for me, it wasn't so much the fact he was eating, it was what he was eating. So like at first, I think it was a custard cream. Yes. Then it was a banana. I was like, what in the pat lunch is going on? Like you are a fruit shoe away from a, and a soggy ham body away from like a full like lunchbox. Like this is not what I think of. I think of like sexual food. It's hardly like chocolate and marshmallows. It's like custard cream. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. It was just whatever they had available on set, I guess. Um, no, do you know what? Like he, again, I, he brings a different energy to it. Like, and I think you need that kind of, yeah, that kind of muscle Mary. Energy. Nikki says to Gustavo, bien, e too. See, I learned some Spanish for you. <laughs> Bilingual queen. I like Nikki. <laughs> and then in walk the boyfriends. Chase goes, 
oh, they must be brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my, that's Anthony, fully. <laughs> so, Levi, I've just put Tim Burton Kendall. <laughs> wow. Levi um, in his confessional. Now, this is truly unhinged. The way he introduces himself, he goes, I am at Levi Jed Murphy. Imagine <laughs> a headspace you have to be in to introduce yourself with your Instagram handle. Get the promo. 600,000 followers doesn't happen overnight, sweetie. He doesn't know how long he's going to be there for. So he is making every minute. And if I was him, I would do the same. Um, fair play. <laughs> fair play. But I will have, I do have to say, there's just something about the energy that gives me like Real Housewives of Cheshire. Like it's almost the dazed but tranquilized look, cinched and yet like, and yet kind of not giving any expression. I'm looking at him right now and this isn't even shade. It's just, I'm genuinely concerned. I think he's actually dead. I think it's full <laughs> pet cemetery. Um, I don't think he's of this of this realm love i really don't but um and we see later he hasn't got much charisma either so i i, I don't think there's anything going on there so josh you're in manchester do you know these boys i don't um oh wait hold on but i live in london oh shit <laughs> josh <laughs> i don't know you at all um <laughs> I think it's, I just put you in Manchester. Oh, you came to my birthday in Manchester, so it's easy to think that I was in Manchester. Um, yeah, no, that's true. This <laughs> is so, as Sophie says, so true, babes. <laughs> but I am from Manchester, so we could say that. I fancy Cameron. I fancy him. I think he's gorge. Um, it is one of his first lines. I'm really already bringing aesthetic, <laughs> which I love. I mean, those cheekbones, like you could literally get a paper cut on them, like the like i live it's very uh gaga born this way era you know yeah those prosthetics um chase says cameron tried on a few different faces before he found the right one <laughs> i mean mix it up girl why not in walks kane london sex worker i absolutely love kane what are your thoughts like definitely the most charismatic of the bunch such a twinkle in their eye definitely there to kind of like bring like they said a positive message around sex work they they said they're 25 so they've been doing it for over seven years now they said they've taken a break and they've been getting back into it um i kind of just like felt like a like a real breath of fresh air to proceedings really seemed like a kind of um something very genuine so was a big fan what are your thoughts about no cis women being in this cast do you think it's because no one applied no, like, I definitely don't think that's the case. And I do think it's a real shame that there is no cis women represented because, you know, I think that one of the amazing things about this whole process, and I do want to kind of just say this up front, is I think this is, as a show, it's groundbreaking. I think, you know, the fact that through their kind of rise to, like, relevance and, like, kind of popularity, I really do think that the, the Cock Destroyers, Rebecca and Sophie, have brought a kind of a real a human face to sex work in all of its many facets from studio to kind of, uh, you know, only fans to, you know, to the real life and, and, and things that they go through. And I think that sometimes, you know, in some cases, sex work can be dehumanizing and they've definitely put front and center the human in that. 
and I think that's particularly important for for like for all genders. And it's great there's a real cross section, but it would have been great to see some cis women represented and to see that um, to see that there. So I do think it's something that's missing. So true. God, Josh, you're so articulate. Like I could not, I could never have put it that way. That's so great. In walks Matthew Camp on his Kai when it says a men.com exclusive. <laughs> so his management are like, no one else can have him. He is trademarked men.com. This whole production <laughs> is a men.com um, program. I like that they're becoming the Netflix of just like slaggy gay content. <laughs> Same. I think it's great. Like, uh, uh, yeah, and I really do like Matthew Camp. I, I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't know as much about Matthew Camp um, going into it as, as much as I do about the girls. I hadn't seen much content, whatever. But they seem like a really sweet person. They seem like it kind of balances um, the chaos that is the cock destroyers. Uh, and so, yeah, definitely brought a little je ne sais quoi and would not kick out of bed. Absolutely. So he's fit, that. and they're all horny for camp. Um, Matthew, Rebecca, and Sophie are actually friends of mine. There we go again. I love that bit. It's like, honey, you are literally on this. You don't have to prove yourself. Uh, we're friends. We're real close personal friends. And <laughs> but I think it's kind of endearing that he does that all the same. <laughs> uh, and business partners. I believe Matthew is behind um, Daddy Couture, isn't he? That's his. That's yeah. his gig. Um, which is cool. Yeah, no, I like that he's he's like a, a mellow energy um, to yeah to balance it out. You're so right. It's so true, babes. Because you could have somebody who just try and pull focus, I think, quite easily. Um, and that's not kind of his gig, which is good. He kind of lets them shine and does his own thing. Opening credits, which I just absolutely love. Slag Wars. Whoa, we're the <laughs> ones you want to know. <laughs> it's just so good. I screamed. Here we go. Sophie and Rebecca, both wearing latex cum tops. Sophie has spunk slut. Rebecca has whore. I just wrote... <laughs> Good. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. I absolutely love the latex. They seem more excited than any of the contestants. They are absolutely buzzing and ready to go, like on another planet. They cannot believe it. And that's kind of, that was really infected. It was really fun to watch. I wanted to say, I, rec I think, um, yeah, Rebecca is definitely very hands on with production. Do you not mm. agree? I think yeah, she's very, absolutely. she knows exactly what's going on, who's been talking about what in the smoking area and knows exactly what um, scenes to put in. They point at all of the contestants and go, slag, 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 slag. <laughs> Which I really, again, once again, enjoyed. And Chase is like, that's branding. Yes! <laughs> I live. Um, yeah, I did think that that was, it just really kind of got people kind of, I think, in the mood and like really energized. And I do think throughout this first episode, there was an air of nervousness. You know, the contestants, there's something that's really, there's something that's about a first season of a first reality show, that first episode. And, you know, there's definitely enough people don't kind of know the format. They don't know what's expected of them and they don't know each other. So, you know, how it's playing out it's definitely there's an air of nervousness i think they try and dispel some of that with this first challenge it's very drama school it's very let's get to know each other um and i just said sophie is an improv masterclass. she's very like yes and like she's always taking rebecca's lead and i just think she's 
brilliant. They're in a like a, the garden of the house, I guess, and there's this pole. And so they say this first exercise is just to get naked and to expose yourselves. Not one of them got naked. Well, apart from Kane, who says, I've got a little trick up my sleeve, takes off pants. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Such a misdirect. No one saw it. And that was really it. You know, keep them on their toes. Twist of the century. The undoing found rotting. Um, (laughs) And Nicole Kidman sadly said no. Um, (laughs) She was fully booked. And that was the only reason she couldn't commit. I bet Um, she'll be a guest judge on the next season. (laughs) She's wanking the pole with her tits, Sophie says about Nicki Minaj. I mean, I have to say that Nikki was like, did that thing like, I'm so nervous, goes into a handstand. Like, Nikki really brought the fire. And I did love the fact she had fishnets under those sweats. It kind of gave me the energy. You know, you've been on a big night out. You've stayed at a friend's. You've pulled on some sweatpants. That's the kind of outfit you go to Mackey's with. You know, you get, you get like, Big Mac meal and 20 chicken nuggets after the night before. Like, you just, like, those those fishnets are underneath. The sweatpants are on. No one has to know. And you are just living your hunger. Oh, she was fully prepared for anything. And you know that she was wearing them since she took off from LA at LAX, like, 48 hours earlier. Um, but, yeah, I thought she was good. I really thought, you know, who I thought was like obviously um the winner Tyrese I thought they really did bring the energy they brought the heat it was straight in with that splits oh my god I mean gag of the season uh like cue oh my god that's what we do in London (laughs) Cameron is so hot but my god that robot thing oh my god yeah I was like it was it was painful it was painful. Like, loosen up, babes. Um, what are you doing here? Um, WD-40 needed. Like, it was... A WD-40 little... needed! <laughs> what a mask thing for me to reference, I have to say. <laughs> oh, robots really are taking all of our jobs. <laughs> I just fucking love her. Um, so Sophie is really impressed. If this is any indication, we are in for a wild ride. I just love her enthusiasm. She came to to work. I love it. She was literally on a 10 the entire time. Oh, she knows how to bring it. The music. We go to the Slag House. Slag <laughs> like, How does it go? Slag House. Slag House. Slag House. Now that's doorbell material. Oh, please. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? It's like... <laughs> so Levi stirring up the pot. Did you deserve to win, do you think? I was obsessed with that. Like, I was so, like, but Tyrese is clearly such a sweetheart. Did have, didn't have any shade to give back. Was, like, kind of, that bit was awkward because it, that could have been a little bit of banterous. And I think kind of took it to heart like Levi was just trying to kind of stir the pot and give himself a bit of you know just producing himself like you can tell who the kind of who the kind of self-producers are like Nikki and Levi you know they want a little bit of drama they I want to add a bit of official fair play um, they know they know well and good they're on a show and they they did not come to play then we go to this um infamous uh Nikki and Kevin smoking area scene Clearly producer prompted, but that's how this works. Of course. Nikki being shady. Uh, I like that Rebecca calls her out for it later on. Um, so, yeah. 
Mickey's whole premise was, if you haven't done sex work, why are you here? I mean, you know what? There was something about, like, and I do think there has to be some, like, prioritisation in this, in a show like this, of sex workers, in that they're, they are marginalised, stigmatised, you know, and face, like, a lot, some different challenges to be, to, 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 to do the work that they're in. And so I definitely think there has to be, like, some kind of priority in that, you know, I do think that this is a show that, that is that is reflective and representative of a community. So I think there is a responsibility there, and I think Nikki is very conscious of that. And I do, I completely understand that. However, I do, of course, get completely where, like, Sophie and Rebecca are coming from, in that this is more of a state of mind, it's an idea, it's a way, like, it's a way of being, it's that kind of irreverence, it's that sex positivity. And that's kind of like, so, I, yeah, like, I think that they kind of, they kind of, brought her in um but i think that she kind of still you know i think of course it was for drama but i don't, don't think it was drama for drama's sake and i did understand why she was coming from perfectly put i've got nothing to add nikki screams at the cows hello i'm trans <laughs> <laughs> i mean a moment that i will never forget the cows are like who is there <laughs> whoever said that <laughs> yeah. i just thought that was brilliant so then next scene totally natural sophie and rebecca walk down the stairs oh hi guys <laughs> totally natural those those like clod hoppers those absolute like beasts of shoes like i was scared for their lives <laughs> down those steps but they did it so it's time for the first passion project which is the if we're talking about rupaul equivalent that's the main challenge um so I just put, I'm so proud of these women. Great challenge, great first challenge, excellent idea, totally makes sense. They they became famous through a viral video. Let's get them all making their own viral videos. Absolutely. This is now a Sophie Anderson saying lumberjack jack off Stan account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Sophie saw that apple and she fucking went for it. Um, I do think that this is perfect because it, it really, it, for those who have been living under a rock, it kind of introduces them as well and what they're, what, what, what they're famous for. I think it's a great way of kind of testing some acting chops of kind of like, this is really what it means at its core, really. Like, can you, can you deliver? Can you do a performance and can you be engaging and create shareable content? That massive fruit bowl was um, a key I player for me. I was obsessed with that absolute sink-looking wooden fruit bowl. Like, the nerve. Like, so much fruit in there. I'm obsessed. Like, like that's where Gustavo was getting it all. Like, that was actually full of bananas until he got into those confessionals. I don't know, honey. Maybe he just he just sees free food and he just can't help it. I don't know whether it's bulking I mean, a man season after or... my own heart. Like... <laughs> And Sophie actually, like, she, she's such a good improv queen. She just saw that Gustavo was eating, eating a banana and she went and took another bite. And she went, oh, yeah, babe, that was nice and tasty. So <laughs> I did say Gustavo stopped eating for one scene challenge, though, because I can't stand it. Moving on, the teams are planning their videos. Levi, uh, I actually have some experience with viral videos. And then it reveals how many followers he had. Kevin says he's got 6,000. Levi says, oh, I remember when I had 6,000. Kevin just says, fuck you, which I appreciated. Yeah, like 600,000 is very impressive. As you know, 
um, a well-followed queen yourself, like that's a lot of followers. Like I'd be happy for six thousand. I'm I'm yet to achieve such heights. So like I think that Kevin was had every right to kind of say keep it pushing tots. Let's see how I do at the end of this competition. Exactly, it means nothing. And by the way, just to clarify, those six thousand followers are on TikTok and not Instagram. On Instagram, he's like a hundred and forty thousand, which obviously is a lot. But like, I think TikTok. I, Maybe it's because I'm just too bloody old and I don't understand TikTok, but I feel like TikTok followers are easier to get. Wait, so he's got 600,000 followers on TikTok? Yeah, not Instagram. Okay. So I don't know. I just, I feel, I feel like... I'm showing my age that I didn't automatically assume it was TikTok. I just, I feel like TikTok followers are easier to get. There, I said it. Anyway, just like Chase said, I want to talk about Kane's outfit that pink bow i think it was brilliant just so unexpected like a festive treat literally for the whole family like i was upset wrapped up ribbon with a bow on it oh come on vocal yes mariah (laughs) like she's in the room wow (laughs) i should say we are recording this socially distant oh yeah when we're in two different cities it's fine (laughs) babes all tested private island (laughs) <laughs> Kane says I'll be the twink which is funny because he's at least 45 years old <laughs> no. um, I guess Gustavo ate again you got anything more to say about the planning the videos darling oh yeah like literally like the lumberjack videos for me like I just thought no ideas just vibes like I really do feel like they were pulling it straws, um, and that made for uncomfortable viewing like I think in terms of um, I like Levi and Kevin, I do think that it was just kind of it wasn't it wasn't really give bringing much to the ideas, and that's why they had, literally had no concept. And I think that was much to the detriment. He wasn't like Levi was not treating Kevin at all like a teammate, you know, more like an adversary or a complete stranger. And I just don't think there was any chemistry, so there wasn't any idea. So the first two groups were literally like, yeah, this does look like it's gonna flop. And then you go to the last group, and Kane like completely fully formed idea gustavo is up for anything definitely want to kind of want to bring in his icarico um into like common parlance and like they had a vision and they went for it and so that whole first bit in the middle of it me was like oh come on like i want to see some kind of energy i want to see some ideas i want you to see kind of like chomping at the bit so that was a bit disappointing where are the jokes very. Um, I think we're both in agreement that the well, my favorite video is the the vampire one, the vampire twink two. I've got Levi Palama. <laughs> the filmmaker Matt seems like he hates his life. I would literally but would rather be anywhere else. Yes. <laughs> um, like lost a bet and had to be there. Like have no idea. But you know, actually, you can see when when he does the vampire video at the end, he's cracking a smile. He's actually loving yeah. his life. It's just when, like, with the other groups, I think he's just literally like deeply uncomfortable. Like the lumberjack group was, it was a bit chaotic. I think they kind of started by doing a bit of a kind of uh, a cock destroyer's impression rather than like doing their own thought and concept. Oh my god, who would ever do that? Um... <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> Well, like trying to make their own kind of viral video. So I think they kind of lent on that a little too much. I think 
Nikki obviously was the star of the show and like actually noted no, saying kind of said kind of like dragged her like co-stars for being like unintelligent and kind of said can't wait for the losers to kind of go home so she's definitely marking herself out as potential villain um but in when it came to when those cameras started rolling she really she she made sure that she was seen i enjoyed it that was definitely my second favorite video for sure absolutely should we talk about the flop talk about the flop so they don't like obviously no chemistry it just goes to my theory that levi is actually not alive and he doesn't know how to deal he doesn't know what a human emotion is he doesn't know what being horny is or like <laughs> seeing like a fat ass twerking he was like not even like pretending to look interested at all well the sunglasses didn't help as well like how are you supposed to connect like when someone's like literally like already through the work of like science can't move the bottom half of his face anyway and then when you cover the top half it's like goodbye expression like never had a chance <laughs> and kevin was trying so hard they do say when they're reviewing the videos that levi was really trying but just not getting anything it was like oh no blood out levi of was not trying um kevin was really trying kevin sorry i'm still learning their names um <laughs> Yeah, but then, like, they don't even fuck at the end. They just literally, literally fix the hot tub. Like, they're just, like, fiddling around in the water. It's like... It was uncomfortable from start to finish. And actually, when you actually watch the video, Kevin, like, slip and slide. Someone get that boy some grip on the shoes. Like, literally, like, nearly went arse over tit twice. That was nearly... And you know there's no insurance on that set. (laughs) (laughs) That is not a union production, honey. <laughs> All right, we're judging the videos with Chris Crocker. But love that he's in, in been included in the whole process because really, like one of the like first viral videos I ever remember watching. Yeah, that is OG YouTube. Like that is when I used to watch YouTube, and of course, it just it makes sense. It's about it's about viral videos. Let's get um, the Leave Britney Alone boy to come on. They're both in dressing gowns, um, um, Rebecca and Sophie, with Marvel hair, with zero explanation. And they're obviously like they were booked on that day because I guess they've recently released like um, an OnlyFans project or something where they're dressed as these cosplay superheroes. But I kind of like that it wasn't explained that they're dressed as Marvel superheroes. But they were both in latex, if you remember. So doors kind of, maybe that was their latex costume. I don't know, a double up. Were they in latex? Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that was that was a theme of the night, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah I'm not a stupid bitch. Yeah, I like the fact they were in dressing gowns. Like they were just kind of like pre-show green room moment. Like let's have a look at the vids. It does seem kind of a little bit kind of. It was an informal moment, and I, and I, and I was there for it. Rebecca asked Chris, "Have you been sucking any nice juicy cocks lately, Chris?" <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that line. I think it was brilliant. Um, and I did love the fact that he said he was pregnant with Matthew Camp's baby. Love like, that storyline. I mean, absolutely. Like, that's a baby shower that's getting, like, the drama. <laughs> we watched the videos back. I actually said, actually, going back, I love the Lumberjack video. Cameron is so hot. Splinter, I never pull out. Is it, That was a good line. <laughs> that, was, that was my favourite line, too. I also did love the comedy of Tyrese hitting that twig with that arc. Like, I yeah. just thought it was silly. My love for Sophie Anderson knows no bounds. I guess when she was watching the videos, she just looked, she just loved it all so much. And she was well, so happy. The problem, what? Yeah, she did. She loved the first one. Yeah. But then the second one, she yeah. looked visibly uncomfortable. And that was when 
I think the kind of that the, the swirling doom started to realize because you could see that she knew she was being what she didn't want to do a face like which Rebecca did at the end like what the hell was that kind of eye roll moment so she was trying to look but instead she just looked really sorry for them. <laughs> um and it was quite sad to watch because she clearly doesn't want to be hypercritical of any kind of performance and so you know she was relying on the other people to kind of uh to kind of voice their opinion and rebecca straight in kind of said to 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 chris be the bitch go on what do you think and and chris like kind of gave it some both barrels um and kind of said i thought it was horrible um and you kind of needed that because sophie was never going to say she's so pure and just so she doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings and she actually has i listened to a podcast she was on and she actually has this condition where she actually takes on other people's emotions and problems um and even like people dming her about situations they're going through she it really fucking affects her like she loses yeah. sleep about other people's problems she's a huge empath isn't she empath yeah. my god i love having someone on someone intelligent on here who can actually articulate <laughs> what i'm trying to say oh honey you are the brains behind this operation let's be let's be real but i do think that um like she does have a real yeah like she has that connection i think she's had experiences of rejection of like you know really difficult times and it brings that with her and in some ways perhaps projects her own experiences of, of vulnerability and, and you know into this and i think you do need a kind of character like rebecca who is going to kind of be like this is a competition like this is before anything else it's a bit of fun you know people have signed up to this someone's got to go home first and she has a great line she's like sophie we're not taking them to the guillotine <laughs> like i mean which is like it is so true but i kind of loved it how like after after sophie kind of left in a kind of puff that someone has to go i love the way that halfway through like you know they're literally halfway through the first episode sophie suggests a completely different format <laughs> yes! like let's just make this big brother but like with porn stars like let, and, and and kevin uh we need to talk about kevin um so that, let's make this about, let's just no one go home. Everyone just stay in the house. I love the idea of like Tilda Swinton just walking into the room and like being the third cock destroyer. I, that was a, <laughs> we need to talk about Kevin reference. Anyway, um, <laughs> I kind of, I do have a feeling though that they both talk the storyline through of Sophie like uh, being like, like throwing her toys out of the pram. Um, but I, I think Matthew genuinely had no idea. Like his face was just like, what? <laughs> It's happening. This isn't what we were supposed to be doing. I kind of enjoyed that. So bemused. And I kind of love the way that, that like, Rebecca went, I'm kind of fucked off about that. Yeah. So, Sophie says, um, Rebecca says, oh, I, can't, I always get them fixed up, even though like, I love them. Um, Sophie <laughs> says, Matt, why are you laughing? <laughs> the thing is, babe, right? You know who I am and I'm being forced into a corner. <laughs> I mean, I love the way forced into a corner. Like, you must have known the format at some point. And yeah, when it comes down to crunch, she's like, no one. Send no one home. Even though there's a clear worse one. It's not even like they've all so strong that you can possibly send one home. Bless um, her. It's just dawning on her, isn't it? Right, let's get this fucking show on the road, Slags. Back at the house, it's night time. We've got a Love Island-style party with neon runway looks. Right, let's talk about the looks. Tyrese slayed it. Oh, that Tyrese, ass. absolute babe. They are like they are the moment. 
And yeah, I'm absolutely here for it. Kane also with that sort of bonnet. My favourite look of the night, that page boy Merriweather, that kind of rough, calm, like synchronised swimmer. Yes! Like so many different references, all of them utterly kind of chic and bizarre. And I absolutely loved it. So yeah, that was like that was two of the week for me. Like yeah, like shoot of the week. Like it 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 really came and showed that she's a look queen. Like she served a look, you know, just that bow for like you know for for that little scene. Like she's here to turn look. I also appreciated Nikki just baps out. Oh, absolutely. tassels like, on <laughs> here to play. Um, and also I saw getting kind of very friendly with Gustavo as well. Yeah, I think both Chase and Nikki have the hots for Gustavo. Make me three. <laughs> Do you, oh, yeah, you uh, is he a bit of you? A little bit, yeah. When um, Gustavo was on the pole, um, Chase goes, oh, sorry, I just cummed. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think... Oh, go on, go on. You, 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 you first. No, this is not about me. This is about my co-host as well. Go on. <laughs> I think that... The, they looked absolutely unreal. Like the Poison Ivy, the Harlequin, they looked stunning. Makeup, hair, budget, budget, budget. And I think they're like, they look like they, as in they had budget. Um, and it, yeah, yeah, I just think they looked so, like they were completely like, yeah, now you've explained it. They're part of the same Marvel universe, of course. Oh, is it Marvel? Oh, oh God, I don't fucking know. DC, Marvel, it's all the same to me. <laughs> I would say that um, Sophie was giving me Baby Spice vibes, especially in those massive platforms. I think she looked absolutely adorable as Harley Quinn. She did. Um, and yeah, so they like they really looked the part. Um, I think Kevin, he looks really cute with that sort of anime, like blushed and like he's blushing. Oh, he looked so cute. He looked so cute, didn't he? Let's talk about the twins. I'm um, not the twins. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the twins, not that. But yeah, let's talk about the twins. Like, I think, like, I think that Kane was giving some. Oh no, what the, what the fuck are the twins called? Levi and Cameron, <laughs> the you. twins. Oh, Cameron is so hot. Do you? I think so Cameron, Cameron is so fit. That not my type, but I like. Yeah, I can see like definitely very statuesque, very sphinx-like, and. I think, like, they served some kind of latex and lace. It was very, yeah, it was cheeky. It was sultry. It was their brand. It was fine. It was fine. It wasn't. Did it set my, like, my, 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 why my world alight? No. I think, like, Danny Zuko, though, the, like, the boyfriend, like, um, Levi was giving, yeah, like, kind of grease lightning. And I was... Like in a kind of three-quarter length kind of latex moment. And it wasn't quite hitting the mark. Poor moi. I wasn't showing enough skin, whereas Gustavo was all straps. Um, kind of like black latex Gustavo straps. Gustavo is straight out of XXL dark room. Coming to an afters near you. Not afters. <laughs> so your toot of the week, this is a thing now, by the way. Your toot, yeah. your toot of the week is Kane. And I'm going to have to say mine is Kane and Tyrese tied actually and they're both actually wearing similar colors as well but um yeah i think they both absolutely fucking slayed it babes and matthew camp didn't make a single effort no. like, just didn't 
<laughs> just those knickers and hat, like Lily, like has a brand to uphold. It's not going to engage in the costume throughout. Okay. He's, he's pretty much the, if we're again having parallels with RuPaul's Drag Race, he's pretty much the pit crew um, vibe. Although he's actually wearing shoes, which if you listen to Race Chaser, that's a whole thing about <laughs> give the pit crew shoes because it's really <laughs> unsafe. <laughs> Well, on that gravel ground, yes. there's really no option. If you've ever had to like pick up a package and you're on like a gravel drive or something, God, I sound so posh. Oh, if you ever were picking up a package on the gravel drive, uh, no, <laughs> but, it's, like, it's it tough. Hurts. It's spiky. <laughs> it's tough. First world problems. <laughs> I'm like, it's tough out there. Life girl. is Babe, so babe. hard. It's so true, babes. I just have to talk about this soundtrack again. By the way, I watched the end credits and there's literally credited a group of people called the Slag Choir, which is brilliant. I wish I had their gig. Military wives are shaking. (laughs) They go party and slags, drinks and talking. And then we have this producer-coordinated chat with Sophie, Rebecca, and Kevin. And Rebecca's, um, Kevin says, oh, um, Nikki said something to me in the smoking area. Rebecca goes, oh, <laughs> as if she'd never heard of this. <laughs> and it's completely that is new. totally brand new information. Please divulge. Again, I put Rebecca feels very hands-on with production. I think she coordinated this, said, right, let's get this as a, a talking point. Oh, absolutely. Like, she's a very alpha character and you can tell that, like even the way that she's kind of like, less of the attitude you to Nikki when she finds out what she said to Kevin when Kevin kind of reveals, oh, you know, kind of questioned, you know, whether I should be here as a slag, slag destroyer. It made me feel uncomfortable. And, and I think Rebecca obviously is first and foremost, doesn't want you like, you know, don't box anyone in. Like you can't tell somebody what they are or what they're not. And I think that's a really important message for them as well. And um, and so I'm glad she kind of called it out. It was funny though because Nikki literally paid no attention. <laughs> like Nikki, I put, yeah, in um, when they're doing the let's just move on. So it's the, they're choosing the slag of the week. Who's gonna be the slag of the week? Who's gonna be the slag of the week? Who's gonna be the slag of the week? <laughs> <laughs> like I just love this show so much, Josh. I love the fact that like the jingles really did make it. Like for me, it really like you like. Oh, this is not, this is a whole production. Like, this is This is not something they just made. This is in different areas. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It just has an air air of professionality, bro. Like, I don't know if professionality is the word, but it feels, yeah, it feels professional and really you're really drawn in by it and i think the jingles have a big part of it it's so silly can i just say just to tie up this storyline now that josh has used the word professionality we're now on the same intellectual level Um, (laughs) i i no longer feel inferior (laughs) (laughs) it was really only a matter of time sweetie (laughs) i put Nicki monet versus fly i really enjoyed that yeah did you catch that they even put the buzzing sound effects (laughs) Lit of the same kind of era as the Lady Gaga. Was it that the Lady Gaga fly in the interview? Oh, I don't know this meme. Have you seen it? Where like it's like the meme was like where the flies like it's a zoom in. It's like yes, Gaga. I'm gonna try Google it. Hopefully, I've not made it up. But yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> it was just a fever dream. Or the Mike Pence fly. Like flies are really having a moment. Flies are really having a moment, especially in this episode of Slag Wars slag on arrival no but it's the details it's the small things i really enjoyed that moment someone in production someone on the editing team said let's make this a thing i've made it up 
How could I have? I'm so sorry, but I absolutely am so convinced. I thought it was like in an interview where there was a fly on the window behind her. I think that's adorable, though, that your 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 brain your brain. <laughs> you can, can oh my it. god, it's real! Oh. It's real! Thank goodness. Okay, we're going to put this on the um, Despunk Debrief Twitter thread just so everyone knows, <laughs> can see what we're talking about. Nikki has zero idea what Rebecca is talking about regarding the attitude. Like, not, like, unbothered queen, not going to change, kind of turned and was like, ha Like, that's kind of her brand. Like, she is certainly not going to be, like, happy clappy. Like, that's, like, part, I think, part of her personal brand. I think she's kind of, like, hard on the area. She's got a powerful message. She's going to show her vulnerability, but she's going to also be a bit cross doing it. And for me, I like that. I want a layered personality. So, yeah, if we're going to have, like, someone who's kind of going to push people's buttons and kind of be the villain, let it be somebody who's got, like, lots of other bits going on. And and I think she's definitely that. Yeah, 100%. And I'm here for all of that. I just think she genuinely can't even remember filming that chat with with, um, <laughs> with Kevin. Dude, like, I've stirred up so much shit today. Like, when was that? <laughs> I feel like they do. I think, like, with all reality shows, like, there's so much we haven't seen. And these are just the plot points that they're, that they're picking up. There were probably so many more smoking area chats and kitchen fruit bowl chats that we didn't see. So they left us on a cliffhanger. Uh, like, how do you feel about that? I think it's a very clever thing to do in that, it, like, you're, like, you know, you're more likely to probably dive into episode two to find out what a- actually happens. Do you think it should have kind of followed the format where you have that person go on the first episode? Or do you think they, like, what are your thoughts? So, we're choosing the slag of the week. Sophie and Rebecca have six pairs of golden lips, which I love, by the way. I think that's a good idea. I like a physical thing. It's like the bachelor, the rose, like when someone has something to like to keep. And right up at the top, Gus and Kane were slags of the week, which was deserved, right? Deserved, not surprising at all. Um, yeah, fully it deserved. It was charismatic. I would watch the I would watch the full thing. We do um, get a little Simon Cowell moment from um, Rebecca. Ke- Kevin, how would you feel if I said you were going home right now? well you're not so (laughs) and they just go down the line and give lips out like one it's not even like mixed up no it is literally in order of like the way in which they're stood which i thought was a choice uh hopefully they didn't do that every week (laughs) so people know what's coming this drama um which i'm gonna say it yeah it was they talked about it they talked this is what we're gonna do sophie i'm gonna give you the lips and you're gonna freak out do you think Okay, obviously, we've talked about how Sophie, she is genuinely like she, this is her worst nightmare. This is her worst. I think there's a real authenticity to the the sense of dread that she's experiencing. But I absolutely think that this is a moment that they are 100% going to capture. And did she deliver? Absolutely. 100%. Like, dash me across the gravel like those lips, sweetie. Like, like... Sophie says... Are you fucking kidding me? I'm fucking gutted! <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then smashes the lips on the floor onto the gravel driveway. We get a smash sound effect of glass breaking. I'm supposed to be an advocate for positivity and you want me to send someone home? <laughs> right, I can't do this. Can someone get me out of these fucking shoes? No? Right, <laughs> fuck you then. Gets down on her knees and starts crawling along the gravel. And whilst everybody else is like, 
what is going on? Do you know what it really reminded me of? It reminded me of like a Tyra Banks moment, like, you know, in, in American Next Top Model where kind of Tyra would do a bit like she would pretend she had rabies or like she would pretend to faint and everyone was like, Tyra, no! Like, it was very that, like, they were kind of looking like, when are they, when are they going to kind of be like, ah, joking, one of you are going home. But it kind of like, kind of kept the bit up, like, the whole time, like, until she was crawling through them and they were all looking and in the end, a mixture of kind of, you know, concern and kind of trying to stifle giggles was uh it was it was it was very funny. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, Sophia's <laughs> definitely taking it more personally than even the contestants. Like they all know one of them is going home. Sophie is literally acting like she's about to execute them. And fully Sophie's choice. Like <laughs> I'm gagged. I'm gagged. I'm so glad it's you that I'm doing this with Sophie's choice. That is brilliant. Um, why do you think she do you think it was just literally too painful to walk across the gravel in those shoes that she had to crawl what was that about I mean there must have been really difficult to to, to walk in, in in those shoes anyway and I don't think that like that that was the surface to do it on I mean I, I was a bit just, I was generally confused with where was she crawling to she um, crawled to the and she crawled until she got to the non-gravel bit and then sort of started to just sit down <laughs> I don't know why she did it, but I'm so grateful that she did because it was an Academy Award winning, deserving, perfection performance. And we get a to be continued on episode one, which is brilliant. I mean, I think it really keeps us wanting more, keeps us hungry, keeps us thirsty. Well, I'm just elated. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. Like, I think it, the, the to be continued, like, it was it was a shock. I wasn't expecting it. And like, I think it's a nice idea because, you know what, on a first week of a reality show, sometimes I think you can kind of, like, you know, I always feel bad for the queens who go home first. I think sometimes it's nice to have, like, you know, where people get where people get two episodes to really kind of give a bit of themselves. So, uh, you know, even if it's just for a couple of minutes, I think it's nice that they've kind of got a bit of a like. They get well. a couple more minutes in episode two before they're sent home. I'm going to say it. I think they're going to separate the boyfriends next week. I think so, too. And I think your favourite's going to be single and ready to mingle. Um, yeah, like, it's sad because despite the followers, like, this could be completely wrong. Despite the followers, I just think that, that Levi didn't really kind of give the energy needed or required. I think you've got to have a, an, an element of, like, being silly and being ridiculous and having that kind of that go-getting attitude. What did you say? <laughs> having a pulse. Oh, my God. Oh, don't. <laughs> like, DOA. I, I, don't, I just think, I don't think he's alive. I, I just do, I simply <laughs> do not believe it. No, harnessing the soul of, 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 of Dick to, to keep him alive. Like, At least, and... please. Do you have an early winner prediction? Okay. I think Kane or Nikki in the end will be the will be the last two standing and I think for different reasons. I think they're both like they both I think they're both hungry for it. I think they've got the chops to make it work. They can both turn looks. I think they'll both have a story. So they're my and they're also my favourites. <laughs> so that 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 that's what that's my prediction. I have to agree, I think Kane's the winner. Well you heard it here first, girls. But let's see, because anything could happen. Yeah, anything can happen. <laughs> Sorry. And that's it. That's the fucking cutoff. That's the cutoff of this podcast. <laughs> so, guys, I really hope you enjoyed episode one of the Spunk 
debrief. Mm. Mm. Did you love that? <laughs> Did you love it? Did you fucking love it? Fucking love that. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I mean, I think this is a podcast that deserves the the despunking. It deserves that deception, and um, and and we gave it, and we gave it to them both barrels. So my name's Joe. You can follow me at Joe Gunn on Twitter and Josh. Where can they, where can people find it's you? It's Joshy Willisy on Twitter. Follow me, girls. Um, and yeah, it's like it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and this is just going to be a little mini. This is going to be a mini mini pod, isn't oh, it's it? Just, really, it's just a bit of fun, babes. It's just a bit of fun. Four 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 episodes. Four episodes, and, and that's it. That's the cough. <laughs> So, yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, and, yeah, come back next week. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.